It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. How's it going, boys? <clears throat> not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. How are you? I'm good, man, I'm good. I'm just, I just saw um, Ashley Young trying to get sent off again. <laughs> I just said that. That's surely a yellow card there. Referee is very generous. Yeah, I think the only reason why it wasn't because it's five minutes into the game. Yeah, but, uh, well, <laughs> he, gave, he just gave Busquets a free pass on a, on a bad tackle. Oh, well, dodgy tackle, not a bad one. Yeah, so, I think he just evened it up and then next round, either yeah. side, they're going to get it. But yeah. what, what, what do you reckon on oh. this one? Who, who have you got to to win this game? I, I, <clears throat> What's the score? Sorry. What's the score? What do you reckon the score is going to be? I want Barcelona to win 3-1, but that's what you want. What, what, what do you think? No, I feel like that could happen. Okay. But for the culture, like, I'm torn. For the culture, you want Man United to win because you want as many British teams to go through as possible, isn't it? But who really cares about that, though? Let's be honest. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like I'm a little bit torn. Like, I... You do care, man. Come on. I don't care about nobody but oh. the team that you're supporting. I, I can't see anybody who's... Who's there going? Oh, I hope Liverpool win the Champions League if they're oh, no, no, not win, side. not win, not win, not win. Just <laughs> go through in it. Mm. Well, we shall see. So, anyway, three one. Del, what have you got? Hello. Yeah, Del, what have you got? What the score? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go two nil. Uh, Barcelona. See, I don't see Man United losing. That's my problem. I see it being a two-two. I see Barcelona. I mean, they're having all the ball and like literally the like they've got ten behind the ball. Um, sorry, eight behind the ball, and then they're rushing. They're using um, Rashford and and Lukaku as batting rams. But I don't see that working. But I just don't see them losing at home. Uh, the problem we have, uh, I didn't realise they didn't have Matic until I saw the team, so I, I didn't know he was injured. What? They got Fredman. Do you not see Fred against Wolves? Uh, you know what? If you take a picture of Fred and get a picture from the old days of Jemba Jemba, <laughs> Interchangeable. change his name, Fred, to Jemba Jemba. That's, that's his doppelganger. It's his twin in I- football skills as well. I think you've. I think you'd be better playing the actual chocolate bar Fredo in your midfield. Wow! <laughs> wow! You, 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 I thought I would be harsh. <laughs> nah, Fred. He, he he offers nothing for me. Yeah, same. He offers nothing for me. I don't. I don't. Fifty million pound. They must have been laughing. Boy, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're on. Um... Even with a price increase, you get a lot of freddles for that. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm not one <clears> to, <throat> to rub a man down but, or hold a man down, but I just, I don't know. I've not seen enough of him to, to write him off as I've done with, say, people like um, Naby Keita. I can write him off. <laughs> you wrote um, him off and but... he scored two and two. Yeah, yeah two deflections. Don't get, <laughs> don't get carried away. Two horrible miss shots uh, that were going well wide. Hold on a second. The only way, the only reason why you can 
uh, write off Fred is because even the manager who bought him, allegedly, wrote him off and bummed him out into the reserves. So if you buy him and you don't play him, my God, that says so much about him. Um, with regards to Cater, he can improve, though. I mean, he can improve. What, and, and Fred can't? Uh, no, it's not. He, what have you seen from him running straight, can't pass, can barely tackle? How is he going to improve as a central midfielder? <laughs> okay, but I, I thought we were talking about... Um, um... What about Fred, though? You just talked about Naby Keita. Oh. <laughs> you, you just said Naby Keita's um, characteristics there. Yeah. Can't run. Can't, runs in straight lines. Can't No, run. no, no, no. That, that, that is, that is Naby Keita up to a point. But he, he can score goals. He has got a pass in him a little bit. Uh, I think his one is just first season syndrome. Fred... He has shown nothing of any form of skill that will tell you that he's going to be successful in this league. Either that or there's just really a lack of good centre midfielders. I just think, like you think years ago, none of these guys would be playing at my United Liverpool. What, Naby Keita or Fred? Well, Jemba Jemba was. <laughs> well, no, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. He, I mean, he, he was so bad they had to name him twice. But, like, um, it's not that they wouldn't be playing at Manchester United. They wouldn't have gone for the or Liverpool, but they wouldn't have gone for the fees that they've gone for. And that's... Oh, 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 oh. Let's remember, Liverpool had a, a star-studded midfield of um, Bruno Cherou. And uh, what's the other guy's name that he bought? Salif Jia. No, no, no. The next Patrick the, Vieira. The, the French so, guy. Come on. They, yeah, yeah, but they're saying they've never had these kind of type of players. Before. No, but there were two uh-huh. managers in before that. Don't what, what I would have said is, don't forget, Jordan Henderson was their big midfield buy. That's what we shouldn't forget. Uh-oh. Oh. Nah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Woo! Or was it Hamble? Was that- Are they trying right. to keep him offside? <laughs> How can he be offside? It's a brave line all right there, you know. That's got to be VIR, though, don't it? Oh, here we go. Here we go. They've, they're going to set him off. Uh, no, he doesn't go for the ball. He's onside. He's onside. He's onside. And then he's onside. What is this linesman talking about? If they don't VAR that, I'll be shocked. Well... <laughs> I, I I didn't want to go into my favorite subject on VAR, but <laughs> as we're in it, this is this is one where it's made the point. He's on side. There, he's on side. So are we on the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave he gave it. Oh, he, what is the lineman doing? Lineman's going, but but then this is what I'm saying. How can they? How can you? How can you? Because people can say they've stopped now huh? because they saw the flag. Sorry. Players would say they stopped now because they saw the flag. No, but if I don't, that flag didn't go up until the ball was in the back of the net. Um, they didn't stop because of the flag. He flagged afterwards. What? Yeah, he flagged afterwards. I, I'm, I'm telling you, players are going to be pointing and saying that, 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 that we need to be. I, I, I saw the ref. I no, saw the flag I'm looking at the line. He, he doesn't flag. He doesn't flag it to the ball. Yeah, I, I, I know that. I know that. But you know, players will look for any excuse. 
Nah, he can't because he doesn't flag. But uh, in real time, the, the referee's not going to see that he did that didn't happen at a time. VAR will, will review it like they've done here and give the goal. To be fair, are they giving that so? All right. All right. That's a swallow yeah, goal, isn't it? The holder isn't there, Sing. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I keep putting these things up. When these ha- happen, don't call me um, a, 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 a foresight thinker. Because when these things happen, and they were like, oh my God, can you believe it? When they said they thought it was offside and they disallowed the goal because the player said, oh, I thought it was offside, so I stopped playing. This is what they're going to do. Um, it is what it the is. The rule is now they will only flag after the event. So they'll carry on playing. And the linesman is oh. duty bound to flag only afterwards. Like So he flagged there when the goal went in. And he flagged him. But my, my point is, what's the point? Because if the goal goes in, you can then review it for uh, for um, VAR anyway. So what's the point of putting your flag up? What's the to, point? To, to, to tell the crowd who are in the stadium what the decision is on the pitch, which is offside. Do you know what you should do? Put a big TV screen up and show the decision. That way, players will know exactly what is going on? Oh, f- sorry, fans will know. You can't, you can't show in live game. You can't show controversial decisions, isn't it? Yeah, they. It's what we said yeah. yesterday. Well, that's another. We said yesterday they, they don't want to show controversial decisions in the stadium. So, because, so what's, the point? Know, what's the point? Imagine you show a decision that went wrong or whatever. You showed it on the screen. Everyone now, the fans turn on you. The players turn on you. That's why they just leave it. Yeah, yeah. But then it shows um, what's the tra- transparency. All this. Oh, we're gonna do it behind closed door, um, doors. Thing it doesn't work with VAR when you know we can see the truth. At, you're just trying to avoid the truth in the heat of the moment. You're trying to avoid it by saying, "Oh, we're we're gonna make a decision over here in the corner behind this little black box of a TV screen. We're not gonna show no one what, what we're talking about and what we get right or wrong." And then you're just gonna have to live with it. No, tell people, show people exactly the truth. In that way, you know. Um, they can see it, what you're doing, and they say, "Okay, well, you call that. It could cause a riot, yes, but in truth, the matter, they probably won't. They'll just be angry at a time, and then it'll be what it is. It'll get referees to be more, you know what? Let me make sure the decision is right because this is this is. I can't just say any old gaff rubbish and then get away with it. Um, that's not going to work because like they're afraid. They're too afraid of uh, football violence. They're just too afraid of football violence." But okay, okay. But rugby league, and it would make sense. And it's the same thing of what we had yesterday, right? Where everybody at home knew what the referee had whistled for, was reviewing, but nobody in the stadium knew what he was reviewing. Now that just makes mockery of what they're trying to, what you're trying to do. So every the millions watching on TV are in the know, but those poor mugs who've gone to the game don't know nothing. So you might as well say. Okay. So is that not due to the added pressure that brings, though, isn't it? So, for example, if you've got, if the crowd know that it's a decision that could potentially go in your favour, all of a sudden the crowd start making noise, they start getting onto you. So you kind of just got to do it. I feel like if you're going to do that kind of decision, and the whole crowd knows what you're now going to do, in the same way when the crowd makes noise and the referee makes a decision that he probably didn't want to make, but yeah. all of a sudden mm. everyone's making noise, so you kind of give the free kick. Um. Oh, I, I. Oh, jeez, that's gonna be a foul. Yeah, card. Um. No, I um think that 
you have to either be brave with your decision, and this is the um, the football authorities, and you're going to have yeah. to risk in the in in some instances, you're going to get violence in the stadium. But that's where you've got to. The pressure is then on the officials to get the decision right. I mean, there were some yesterday. You think, what even? What are you looking at? Like. Yesterday you talk about the Spurs game. Yeah, right? sorry. The, yeah, the Spurs game um, yesterday. Uh, there's some decisions you think. Why? Why is the VAR looking at that? What's he seen? And like they, they're only checking for offside. That's for not other barbers. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe he's trying to play his hair, man. Jeez, give everybody's on Fred. I feel like I'm going to have to start defending Fred too. Uh, defending you? You've got his, you've got a knife on his back. <laughs> Me, I'm oh, the only one defending his product. I didn't put the knife in his back. I I held it up there. Everybody else is pushing it in. Right. I but admit to well, holding it up there, but geez, come on. What I did want to talk about was what was not discussed as well, guys, is that why do players say things that can only get you negative response back? It can, it, it, there's no point in saying things that are going to end up putting egg on your face. And I'm calling out two players who've done this now. Yesterday, uh, no, sorry, two, a couple of days ago, it was Kevin De Bruyne saying that, oh, the new stadium, Spurs, everyone's talking about um, Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium, but in all truth, it's just the stadium. Now, that's a dumb comment to make because one, Spurs fans are quite happy at the stadium. So they're going to read that and we're like, okay, we're going to show, we're going to be even extra loud just because of that alone. By doing that, the players then react to that extra noise. You're just giving them a boost. Today, or sorry, this afternoon, I saw, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Smalling. He went, oh, I've played against, um, what's his name? I've played against Mbappe. We won that game. I've played against um, Cristiano Ronaldo. We beat them. Messi, bring it on. I mean... What kind of foolish talk is that? Like, who are you? One, you didn't play well in any of those games against any of those players, Chris Smalling. Two, like, you're just inviting trouble. And it's proven already with Messi setting up the first goal. Like, what are you thinking? Why do players do that? I think sometimes they do it to kind of reduce the pressure off their own players. Like, almost like it's a nothing game. But like you said, you are. You're just inviting pressure on. I guess for De Bruyne yesterday when he said it, or the day before when he said it about Spurs, like, yes, you can say it's just another stadium. It is another stadium, isn't it? He's played in lots of stadiums. But I don't think he was banking on the kind of energy that that single tier seems to be given the the North London whites or whatever you look call yourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the same with Smalling. But, I, yeah, Smalling, he, he's an idiot. Isn't he? I, can't, I can't defend him. Like, I think he he's trying to talk big talk, but that's like locker room talk. That's supposed to be, you're just kind of gassing up your own players. You don't that's, go to the media and say that. That's what I was just going to say. He's trying to, you got to appreciate one thing. He's trying to, he's, he's trying to have confidence going into the game. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go into the game worrying about um, uh, Messi and, well, he's he's specifically talking about Messi. The only reason why I'd say it's a stupid comment is are you forgetting the other players that Barcelona have? What, what are you saying, Messi, bring it on? Yeah. 
and, and yeah, that's exactly it because as he doesn't do, Suarez has, has, has taught him a new one more often than not. But that's what I was going to say. It's not even he's talking about Messi, but uh, truth of matters, you're hardly going to see Messi because yeah. he's not going to be playing up against you. It, it's it's going to be more Suarez who's going to kill you. And once again, Suarez did kill him because he scored, and he's you're meant to be mad. And who scored the first goal? So before you do that, you better call out. You know what? It's not about Messi, although I think I can rise to that challenge. They've got other, you know, caveat that before you get shown to be stupid. And if you think about it, yeah. both Suarez and Coutinho both know Smalling. They've both played against Smalling before. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, they yeah. both come from the Premier League. So it's not even like to say they're foreigners to the game. Do you know what I mean? They know Smalling. Exactly. They've beat Smalling before. They've played against him many a time. They've not made him a whole heap of times. Like, <laughs> He's not no defender that they should be worried Jesus about. Christ. Sorry, sorry, I just seen a sidestep from Messi. Sorry, didn't mean to say. Uh, no, it's all right. I mean, it, it is what it is. When the guy's that special, he can make you stop what you're doing and just laugh. It was just a body movement, and he just made himself space to go around the guy where there was no space, just by the body movement. But in saying in saying that, the reason why Smalling's an idiot for saying what he said. Messi bring it on. Messi, okay, he was younger, but Messi has outplayed better centre-halves than you in terms of Vidic, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry. Before you start saying something like that, look at the man's pedigree where he's caused other people problems. Before you start saying, Messi, bring it on. I've played against some of the better ones. Come on. You just got to look at what he's done over his career, then stop yourself. Really, is is one of the things that you should do, and that's where that's where that commentary. It was the other guy you said who who said that De Bruyne because he, he obviously he's trying to play down the whole stadium thing. And I get that, but don't give yourself pressure because he's never played in a stadium before, so he can't even see what it's going to be like. And you just gas yourself up to to the point where now. You'll put yourself under pressure. He made, to, to he made that statement on the basis of um, not having been there yet. Right. Then you don't say nothing at all. Yeah, that's what you should have done. He just should have said, you know, I've played in other big stadiums. It's always a challenge. Let's move on. You know what I mean? No, spectacular. And I don't think, and I think the problem with the problem that Man City had, I don't think it was the energy of the Spurs players as such. I don't think they just realized. Don't think they realise it's a big pitch. It's a freaking big pitch. Mm. Well, closing on, on this thing, I think players of today need to learn something and be like, they, I, if I have to quote a, a rapper in, in, that is more suitable to this, it has to be Notorious, B, Notorious B.I.G. by saying, bad boys move in silence and violence. They don't just talk talk their way to trouble. Like they got to be more clinical in what they say and just stop just talking for the sake of talking to make themselves look big when it comes back and bites them in their face. Two, word, two words on that one, just to bring this conversation to the close, as you say. Social media. I, I, yeah. Okay, boys, I'm going to agree with you, but I will say this. I'm hoping that maybe Kevin De Bruyne was just answering a question. I don't think Kevin De Bruyne brought up the question about the stadium. I reckon he was in an interview, the guy said, yeah, do you think that the Spurs stadium will probably have an impact? And he probably just said, Nice, nah, just another stadium. Yeah, but then that, that's the whole problem. You need to, they're media trained. They know everything they say can be taken and 
twisted. He needs to know that I'm not going to give nothing to one, gas up the players that to use against me to, as like their momentum, uh, their motivation, and and more important, the said fans as well. I don't want to go into a cauldron of an atmosphere where everything is just so hot, where we're not used to it, and it's the sound coming back at us that's just unbelievable. And that's what no, he did. I, I don't get me wrong. Kevin De Bruyne yesterday, it worked. It, like obviously, he was proven wrong because Spurs have won that, or the North London Whites won that yesterday. But if that penalty had gone in first half, do you know what I mean? It could have been a different story, and Kevin De Bruyne could have been like, "I told you so." It's just another stadium. Yeah, but could have, should have, would have, man. I, I, I can see that happening more times than than the Kevin De Bruyne winning that conversation. More times that happens where people get egg put in their face, like we're seeing with Smalling today. Chatting his chat beforehand, talk after the game, man. Give don't. I'm, I'm not saying this. you should always believe you're you're good. You should always believe in yourself and how you're going to win the game. But you know, talk after. Give the chat after the game where it's all said and done. And especially when you're going to get against one of the greatest to ever lace football boots, you can't say bring it on. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just asking for trouble. You're, you're, you're stupid. If I was only going to social, I would have turned around and slapped him in his face. Yeah, I'm not saying he's stupid, but... Um, it's stupid. Actually, no. I can't go against it. It's stupid, really. It's stupid. Like, stupid. Yeah, this is a guy who he is. You should just... That's going to be a free kick referee. Oh. Um, you should just say very little because of the things that he's done in his career. I mean... It was, it was shocking to see when um, Xavi and Iniesta retired, their own personal trophy cabinets put out on a on the Barcelona pitch. It embarrassed most clubs that they don't have that many trophies. Definitely would embarrass North London Whites. They are collecting <laughs> dust in that stadium, mate. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I completely agree with you. It's embarrassing. If you if you support any any club outside of Man United and Liverpool and Chelsea, probably no, not even Chelsea because that's only recent. It's no, of, yeah, number. of late, of late. Yeah, but it's not that number. If you Iniesta had twenty four trophies, twenty four. Xavi only had twenty because he retired earlier. He could have been another <laughs> stayed. I mean, if you're outside of Liverpool, Manchester United, that's that's ah. Oh, the only people who come close to that are like Rangers and Celtic, and that's because it's a two-team league. As as would say, some would say about the Spanish league. Well, they had that period with Valencia was like um, playing with it. and Atletico. They've been between two and three teams every now and again but over the recent years it, it has just been two yeah. teams ah, yes. well that's one way to get him off the pitch right? bust up his nose Smalling Smalling don't make the officials listen to this podcast because they'll be <laughs> retrospectively banning you for that time. <laughs> you see you see talk, talk about dirty, dirty players I want to mention um, uh, what's the boy's name? Um, uh, what's the boy's name? Um, Fernandinho. He gets away with murder. I think he's one of the dirtiest players 
ever to play the game. But because he, he has this Brazilian art around it where he's able to slightly dig you, kick you, commit a foul that looks like like nothing, but he gets away with it. And I thought, like, I'm talking about the decision yesterday when you've got um, um, Harry Kane goes up for a header with, with um, Fernandinho. He comes down, they land on top of each other. But then he he digs an elbow in the back of his head. He's hit him no. twice. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this morning thing. He gets him twice. Once in the jaw and then claps him back in his face. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So, how does he get away with this? Is it is it the arts of, is it the great art of football, or is it just the fact that we're just missed? No, everyone's falling asleep on Fernandinho because he's Brazilian. They think he's he he's above this kind of. Because um, if who's a player? If it was like a Vinnie Jones type of player, he'll be booked in or every week or Joey Barton. Shaka. He'll be sent off Shaka. every week. He'll be booked every week. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking about more um, aggressive and, and threatening. I, I don't really see Shaka being threatening to, to to a player's lifestyle. But yeah, fair enough. I was talking more about the fact that he gets red cards and stuff. Like okay, okay, but how does he get away with it? Somebody tell me how. Fernandinho, how? sorry, who are we talking about? Fernandinho. Fernandinho. Uh, I tell you how he gets away with it. Well, from my point of view, it's that the timing is everything. If you see his foul, it's not, unless he wants it to be blatant, it's always in the process of making a tackle. So see the two things. It'll be the tackle and it'll be a slide dig in the ribs. It will be a tackle, then I'm rolling to get up and, oh my God, did I just elbow you in the head? I'm so sorry. Let me kick you as you're getting up. That's what he does. And in a way, it is an art form, I suppose. It, yeah, it is an art form because it's always what they... It's, you look at... Um, he's a Barcelona defender. Or, sorry, even Real Madrid, Ramos. Pique, that's the mm. kind of stuff they do. And yeah. they were commended for it because they used to say it was clever. Yeah. But Ramos, for me, he was one of those players. He's a dirty player. Yeah, Ramos, mm. Ramos lost it at the end, didn't he? He's just, uh, he gives up afterwards. Because if you get past it and you don't rise to his anger, he just becomes a blunt instrument and just starts beating you about the head almost. He's like a caveman, just like, he just loses the plot. Whereas Fernandinho is just constant. It's just constant niggle. It'll be a constant kick in the back of the sh- uh, calf muscles or you're you're about to make a run and he'll stand in your way or he'll trip you over. It's that kind of thing that he does. Mm. And then he'll go and then he goes like twenty minutes without doing anything under the radar and then he'll do something. So it's just like timing and everything from him. So it, it is a bit an art formish. He's not like Ramos and getting, you know, oh my God, Messi's just nutmeg me again. Let me go and kick him because I can. It's that annoyance. He's 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 that kind of kid that he's with the back of the class. That he doesn't do anything, but he's just constant annoying. It's kind yeah. of constant. It's just constant. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, do you reckon that I personally believe that VAR should pick that up? Well, not VAR actually. I'm going to give VAR a break. But UEFA should ban um, Fernandinho yeah. for that. Bad, but he ain't going to be banned. I can't see it happening. I think it all depends on, to be honest, I think it all depends on post-match who complains about it. So, for example, if Spurs made a complaint to UEFA or whatever, 
it has to be kind of looked at. Or they made a complaint that said the ref missed it. But I'll be honest with you, I mm. doubt Spurs will say anything. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to say anything either. Yeah, I think accept the victory and keep it moving. Yeah, I doubt if they'll be. I doubt if they'll say anything. See, but this is where Spurs need to get more people in um, in the media on their side in terms of ex players, and they bring up because if that was Man United, first person on 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 stage talking about it would be Rio Ferdinand, Gary Neville, Philip Neville. They'll be moaning about it, and then that because it's in the media, UEFA will pick it up. Uh, you got. And it's then, gonna take time. You just gotta wait for that one, to be honest, because you need those ex players and without without being you, you haven't got any ex players that uh, have won anything. We ain't got it. Like <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no disrespect, but I mean, there's no ex players that Spurs have got that like that BT Sport want or Sky Sports or other television companies. We're not being sponsored by any of them, but any of those kind of companies want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. very true, very true. But then there's the same way Matt Letizia is out there. He ain't won nothing. I think he's only won one England cap. He's, he's a, he's a baller, cap. baller though, man. Uh, true, true. I'll give you that. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Well, anyway, moving on. But how are we seeing this? Uh, my my prediction of a draw. I'm I'm. I'm I, no, I'm seeing Man United they're going to run out of gas chasing after Barcelona for all, all this time they've been 35 minutes odd chasing around Barcelona getting scraps yeah I, I think I've been a bit generous when I said 3-1 to be honest yeah I mean that goal will only come from a Barcelona mistake where they will literally switch off because it's too easy for them I think it's 2-0 they're going to conserve their energy now really wait for the next leg where they uh, know they've got to turn up You think? Yeah, because Barcelona have also expended a lot of energy and they're not used to this amount of running around. I think that's what United are trying to do. They're trying to run the legs out of them and then pick them off at the end. Yeah, try uh, to keep the intensity up. Yeah, and and they'll just make key substitutions. Like You'll see if Martial's not injured, he'll come on. Uh, Sensors won't come on because he's still injured, isn't he? Oh, he's on holiday, man. Oh, God, man. <sighs> nah, the thing is, so this is what I mean. It's just, you know what it is? You see, like you can see, like, as much as everyone says that the Premier League is, like, the greatest league in the world, like, you see, when you're playing against some of these really good teams, the levels are something else, man. Oh, they, they just go off the chart. They just go off the chart. Especially, and you can see where the big clubs have hoarded good players. Do you know what I mean? And... Then you play them and you just say, oh my God, we haven't got anybody near this level. Yeah. Um, for how many years is everybody looking for the next Busquets? Do you know what I mean? And forget trying to find Messi because that's that guy is just a one-off, never going to be reproduced ever again, I don't think. And everybody's looking for him. But when you're watching Manchester United, kind of like at home be this defensive? Well, it's basically everyone behind the ball. It's it's, it's a bit embarrassing that you're forced to do this. If you're the away team, you would understand. But this is the home team doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you don't know. That's what is not uh, appreciated. That's the home. I mean, that was 
just there, that attack, that guy's the centre half. What's he doing there? But it, it's it's like it's, there's levels to this, and this is where we we got to remember that this is the the ultimate level where they really play football. We we kind of play with the idea of playing football, no. and. Yeah, no, but that's, you see, all right. You see, I I, I agree with that because I'm looking at this. I'm saying, okay, this is Barca United, but you can say if this was United versus I don't know someone in League One, League Two, for example. Yeah, mm. I don't even mm. think they would be able to do what Barca are doing to United. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, like I guess when we played the FA Cup, you have sometimes you know, like you have giant killings or all that kind of stuff. Because you say it's mm. 11 versus 11 on the pitch and anyone can win. Whereas I feel like when you're going to play something like Barcelona, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Let's just hope that the score stays down. Mm. Yeah. I mean, either way, I can't see Man United. I mean, I know I didn't give them any chance against PSG. Well, actually, I did. I gave them a, a little chance. Them going to Barcelona, this is just. And PSG are different because they are wholly and solely a manufactured team, right? Wholly and solely. They are 100% manufactured, nothing to them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So if their back's against the wall, they can't pull up anything because none of them have have bought into anything. I'm just here for the biggest paycheck in my life. That is 1 to 11 PSG. Right, and that's even the French players because most of them, you know, I want to go back to Marseille or I should have been at Lille. You know, I enjoyed myself at Lille, but Paris Saint Germain are offering me stupid money. Mm. Whereas if it's Barcelona, you've got the oh my god, this is Barcelona. Look what they've it's not what they've done in Spain, it's what they've done everywhere. Yeah, I mean, World Club Cup, European Cup. Super Cup, um, Premier League, it, it's what they've done everywhere. Whereas with PSG, it's wholly what they've done in France, that's it. Yeah. Talk about players who, who, who um, kind of who, who need to know what to do next. I've got, to, I've got to bring it to my man. My, my, my guy, and I say my guy in saying He's your guy. Yeah, he's my guy. He's my guy. I can't. I vouch for him. I, I I put my name, my my print on him, and said this guy's going to be a player. I didn't I didn't foresee football changing, and the likes of the manufacturing of players like Michael Owen will stop, and the game will go into a different kind of this ticky tacky. I didn't see that happening. But this guy had the potential to be the the, the top, and I'm going to have to look at you, Nate, a little bit with this because some of his schooling has been terrible. He he, he hasn't changed since he was 16. And it's just, I, I, sh- I look at him and think, how the hell are you playing football? Like, what are you doing? And obviously, I'm talking about my guy, Theodore. Theodore. Theodore, the Lonely Explorer. The legend that is. He's a legend. Yeah, it's like, I, I watched him. I, I, he, obviously, I watched the Arsenal-Everton game on the weekend just gone. And he come on for 10 minutes. The fact he has to come on. He is starting. He's 28, playing at Everton. He's been at Arsenal. He should be a walking starter. And yet he's coming off the bench with 10 minutes to go because there's other players better than him. Walking starter to who? For who? Sorry? Everton. He should be walking to the Everton's first team. Oh, my 
after being at after being at Arsenal for ten years, he should be able to walk it. As what? As what? Sorry. No, as any player. The basis being, he's from Arsenal, yeah. going to Everton. Arsenal have been challenging for the title and been in the top four for the last ten years. That he was there, and now he can't even get onto the into their first eleven. That's just like saying the the ball boy that's been at Arsenal for 10 years because he picked up the ball when it was an Arsene Wenger ball should walk into the Everton team because he was being schooled in the right way for 10 years. He didn't do anything there. Yes, but that's my whole point. It's like, that's how bad he is. He, he is so bad, he can't walk into that team. And he, he was given all the tools that he should be able to. I think this is a question for Nate. It is. It certainly is. It's like, what the hell? Where next for for Wally? Sorry, one hundred ten percent. I'm gonna be honest with you. Everyone in the North Bank knows I'm not Walcott's Walcott's biggest fan. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even when he scored for Arsenal, I didn't celebrate. I just sit down because I was like, I can't bother. Because for me, I feel he's from the school of thought that Michael Owen, all of those kind of players that can just run fast, and that's all he could do was just run fast. And I felt like. Mm. Football moved on so much from then. He learnt nothing. He didn't learn a cross step over. He didn't learn a skill. He didn't learn how to beat a man. He didn't learn how to deliver a cross into the box. I felt he was somebody that got everything too young and then just did nothing about it. Because if you look at it, like you could say to this man was around Urzil, he was around people like Burkham, Sanchez, all of these men. You didn't tell me that one of them. Henri couldn't even tell you how to beat a man. You couldn't watch any of these men in training. All you learned to do was run. And it's not even like if a man puts the ball over, you're definitely going to run onto it and score. For me, he, he, the worst thing that ever happened was him going to the World Cup when he did. And he just learned nothing. For me, he was a player that stayed at Arsenal for far too long on the hope that he could do something. The fact that he even took Henri's number afterwards, it just upsets me. I felt like, okay, he's gone to Everton, he might be able to do something there. And it proved to me he can't. He's he's nothing. He's finished as a footballer. Because, well, no, okay, well, that, okay, no, he is. Because for me, where do you go now? Like, you can only go lower. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to go yeah. back up now. So, nope. like, you're, the thing is, he's a young British player, but there's other young British players that I feel are better. Zaha, all of these men, they know how to do something. Rashford even, Welbeck, like they, they've got something about them. Walcott's got nothing apart from pace. And even that, as you get older, your pace deteriorates. So then these are, what do you have? And for me, it has nothing. Yeah. Um, well, how do I... Uh, where, where does he go from here? Uh... Jesus. You know what? I don't know. I think I said this not so long ago. I think I said this not so long ago. He's on his way down. Definitely. Uh, he doesn't look... He looks like he's realised that at Everton. Because he can't get in the team. And I could 100% agree with Nate's point. But I put the blame elsewhere. And I and everybody loves this guy. Except me, I think. Um, everybody raves about Arsene Wenger and what he does for young players but clearly not if you're English because um, I don't know what he did for Theo he bought him when he was 15 
and that boy didn't learn a new skill. I mean, not one. But is that the manager's fault or the players fault for not learning? It's the manager's you can bring a, what are you you can bring a horse to water, but you don't have to make. You can't make him. Drink. He's fifteen. He's fifteen. You're teaching the boy to drink. What you say is, listen. There's extra sessions down here. Go over there with that young lad, Thierry. He's got a few skill sets he wants to show you. Or go over there with that older guy, Dennis Bergkamp. He's going to teach you how to control the ball. Because that man controls the ball. Or, hold on a second, I got this other guy. I'm just bringing him in. He might teach you how to beat a man. Robert, Perez, can you come over here? Show him how to just do that little bit of skill. Copy it. But nobody reinventing the wheel. Do you just think copy it. Do you think that's... For this, I'm saying, do you not think that's just a lack of his own ability? Like, do you... I reckon... Them no, surely, 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 as a man... He's 15. If you go back to when he's 15, he's 15. If you're a manager, you flog this into him. You... And, and if he's not listening, you bomb him out. They kept him there for 10 years. He gave him three new contracts. This is down to the manager. This is down to the manager. He gave him three. If you're not seeing a boy learning, you just say, you know what? Man? It's, and you know the worst one for me is when I when I realised that he was a bum is when he was after that 140 grand a week. And and But at the beginning of the season, he said, listen, I'm a striker. Yeah. I'm only going to play as a striker. This is what I know. This is what I demand to play as a striker. Started scoring goals. Then when he got his contract, then when he got his contract, dropped off like a like a stone. And then he couldn't do nothing else. And then when people worked him out and had to get him offside, he had nothing. And that that is on the player, on the pitch. Right? But learning a new skill, they should be flogged into you. And isn't it what every manager says? I love that guy. He wants to learn. If he didn't, if you knew he didn't want to learn, what are you buying for at 15? Why did you give him two new contracts after that? We thought he was the truth. <laughs> he sounds sad, sad just saying that. There. But Spurs, no, we, we thought he was the truth. That's what it was. It Spurs, fans, Spurs fans had his number. When they when they first started singing to him, you're just a shit Aaron Lennon. And I to the, from that, the, I always knew he was a shit Aaron Lennon, and he is exactly that, a shit Aaron Lennon. And that's sad to say, but at least Aaron Lennon knew all he had was his pace. No, he had a drop of shoulder and, 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 and got to say he could beat a man. He learned better how to beat a man, but that's all he had. He couldn't, that, he couldn't. He couldn't cross a ball. It took him four years to learn to cross a ball. But at least, yeah. at least he learned to cross a ball. Can you tell me a time that Theo Walcott crossed the ball that you went, "What a great cross"? No, but that's in, that's, his, that's in his twelve years in football. But that's where I think. That's what I'm saying. That's where I think his his maybe his overconfidence in him himself and his own abilities about whether he's a striker or if he's this or that. I think for far too long he didn't know what he was because he can't. Look, I'm telling you, Jermaine Pennant. I remember. I remember Jermaine Pennant could whip a ball in. Jermaine mm. Pennant said, "I'm not the best, but look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to practice learning how to whip a ball in." He yeah. modelled his game on Beckham. He well learned how to whip a ball in. Yeah, yeah. And for yeah. me, Theo didn't. Theo modelled his game on Henri. He learned to drop his shoulder and try to aim for that corner. 
and then he couldn't do that very well. But he couldn't shoot. But that's what I'm saying. He couldn't shoot. I mean, that's what I didn't... From him as a player, this is where you blame him. You learn the basics. And I don't know what he was doing in training, but he wasn't learning the basics. Like, where, where he first started, you're going to be out wide. Uh, but I'm a striker. You're going to be out wide. The thing you could do out wide, learn how to receive a ball. I mean, Thierry Henry learned that in his time in English football. He learned different ways of where he wanted the ball when he was receiving it at his foot. How could Theo not learn that? And that way, that could be added to his ability that maybe he didn't have that ability to do it, but try. And I think on the football pitch, you know the reason why I don't think he, he developed any? He was afraid to do things different. Yeah. And he 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 played with that. Oh well, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm not. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and beat a man because I. And you see it in his game when you see him play forever. And now he does it. If he fails to beat a guy through sheer pace, he's quiet for us again. Yeah, he doesn't try and do anything else. He doesn't try to let me come deep and run from deeper. He literally does not do anything other than run straight. And then when he says that doesn't work, he goes quiet and he says, "Oh, there's nothing I can do." Nothing you can right. do? Come on. For me, a wasted, what could have been a good player, wasted. Okay, so we're all agreed on he's a wasted talent. Are we all agreeing that he's basically, Everton have worked him out and they're going to bomb him out and where does he end up? To, where does he end up? What's his next move? He's got, Personally? He's got to hope they're, they're slow in China or slow in America. <laughs> I think America might be, really might get him a deal earlier or something. America because it's a good shout for him. It's a, it's, a, it's a good look for him. He could do it well out there. No, because they love people who can run straight. That's, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I agree. Their pitches are all them plastic or um, whatever they call it, 4, 4G pitches and stuff. He'll love it, running straight on there. He could take his kid out there with Disneyland every other week. He'll love it. So you don't think he'll, be, he'll roll back the years and go back to Southampton? <sighs> Whoa. Even they'll work him out, to be fair. and uh, The problem will be is that he'd still be playing in the Premier League. So, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think the Premier, the Premier League has, has worked him out. Like, the Premier League has worked him out. Everybody's worked him out. And this is... I'm going to have to go back to hating the guy again. But offside is a simple thing. It's a simple principle, offside. That guy gets caught offside more often. And in 90 minutes, how can you not learn from that? Oh, you know what? He's dropping deep and catching me offside all the time. Let me time my runs a little bit better. Let me do this bit differently. No, offside again. Offside. I can remember sitting at White Hart Lane and watching that guy, and I'm thinking he's going to be offside. Don't worry about it. They said, oh, he's thrown goal. Honestly, the flag's going to go up. Don't it? People are beside me are getting up, going, oh, he's going to score. He's offside. Don't worry about it. I, di- I didn't even need to look. He's offside. I have to agree with that. I just for for me, for someone who's as fast as he is, he should never be caught offside. No. No. Give mm. a man a yard if you want. Give the defender a yard because technically you should still be able to beat him for pace. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Especially in his in, in his pomp when he was at Arsenal. You just thought and I remember he he scored one goal, I think it was in the uh, Carling Cup as it was back then, against us at White Hot Lane, where he um Nasri played him through. And he beat the offside trap beautifully. It was a, it was a really good run. Never did it again. And you know, and the only thing that Cotto did, he just stepped up quicker. 
And Theo just couldn't work out. He was just flummoxed. He just like, oh, what do I do now? He just continued doing that run. And you just think, mate, it's, it's not rocket science. Just look at him. Dummy him. And when he drops, go. And he just couldn't work out. And that you have to put on the player. But his overall, over his 10 years at Arsenal, that that is on the manager. Giving him then Should have bombed him out. Should have sent him somewhere else to force him to learn if he wanted to stay in the game. All great players learn different skill sets. But then I guess what I'm saying, that's why I think it, Sven messed it up because he should never yeah, take him. Should never take him. Uh, but because then... I think by even you doing that, for yeah. you then to turn around and send a man on loan after yeah. man's talking about, well, I've been on international duty of England, you know. I didn't kick a ball over there, but when yeah. I went to the World Cup, you know, yeah, I, I brought my thing over there with me. But again, where I blame um, Arsene Wenger, he came out afterwards and said Sven Goran ruined him by taking him to the World Cup. But you talk, he talked him up for going to the World Cup. I'm like, no, he shouldn't go. Yeah, but was Arsene Wenger just doing a Kevin De Bruyne? <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. All right, guys, let's, let, let's, as you're, you're lacking this position of being in power, you saw this week um, um, the top clubs in Europe are getting together to devise ideas for the new Champions League next year. Now, it's there's talk about it being a new format in terms of certain clubs are automatically in there year after year. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no promotion or there's no, there's no relegation or qualification for for certain clubs. Not too sure. Um, but it seems a bit weird. It seems that fat cats want to get fat and they're trying their hardest to work out how do we stay fat? And this is where I want to know, what would your suggestion be for a change of the format of the Champions League? Because let's face it, until the knockout stages, the Champions League is, is quite boring and it is a money-making scheme. But the ideas I've seen so far come through about, oh, uh, teams like, Milan, the Milan teams, Real Madrid and Barcelona don't need to qualify and they're going to be in in um, the next rounds on the knockout stages of the Champions League, of the or this new Champions League, no matter what. It, 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 I don't agree with that. I mean, there's got to be a way of making it more competitive, but at the same point, getting the, the, these rich people what they want, which is more, which is more dollars. I think they should be more honest and say what they really mean, which is all big clubs who've got stadium and fan bases in excess of 50,000 will be automatically in the Champions League if they're in the top four. I mean, what nonsense is that? It's just... They're going to kill that competition, I think, or you're going to create... You're going to end up creating that uh, European Super League. Well, yeah. That's what, that's what it's better. What would I do? I'd make the early... I'd, I'd flip it on its head and I'd make the early um, rounds of the of the Champions League knockout. And when I got to the quarterfinal, I'd make it around Robin and I'd take the top two into a semifinal. So two groups of four. You play each other. Round Robin, yeah. one game each. You, you, you uh, play one. Everybody plays a game at home and everybody plays a game away. And then the top two out of those uh, two groups, go to the semi-final, and then you go on. 
Okay, so you're basically saying knockout stages in the early in in the first rounds to get the excitement of a Barcelona could go out to a Leon yeah. or a. Well, I want to have so there will be um, there will be uh, what do they call it seeding? Seeding, seeding, seeding. Yeah, so in the early stages, I do seeding, and then that will drop off when you get to the league stages. Okay, but, but I make it. But I make it knockout. The, the higher seeds play at home. Pisces play at home. What first or second? What's the in, the, in the in the in the so like you know where it starts in the group stages now. Yeah, that I'd make knockout. I'd put the seeded teams in the next round, so they only came in in the second round. It would be the 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 bottom two. I think you've got the four pots, haven't you? In the first in the first group stages, so I'd make that okay knockout from. So, are you giving them Barcelona and everything and everybody like that? Okay, okay. So, you, are you giving them money to to forsake the fact that they, don't, that they won't be playing games because they've been pushed through? So, you're yeah. going to hand them like a ten million pound, yeah, yeah. In the round that they come in, but you have to be either one a league winner, so you have to have won your league or mm. the previous year's champion, or you know, yeah. And then scale, and then you scale down the prize money they get depending on whether they've won the league or they come second, third or fourth to get checks. You don't get anything there in the knockout stages anyway. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's something, I guess. Nate, what have you got? Oh, well, wow. let's call it something. I thought it was a great idea. I'll call it something. It's, um, I yeah, no, it's no, great. It's, 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 it's a idea. <laughs> thank, um, you, thank you, thank you. I think you've got a seven legs. You for to be honest. That was that's pretty good, but um. The reality, no. All right, I guess there's too much money in it for you to start making such drastic changes. In the sense of that, I do believe that potentially you get rid of seeding. So, for example, even if you kept the same format that it is, I would say get rid of some of the seeding things. So you can't get a, so it doesn't matter. Get a Barcelona, a Man United, a Chelsea, all in the same group. Like make it a group of death, similar to how you used to do. Like there's never rev. The problem is, is that with all of these groups. There's never ever really a group of death unless someone in who's put in the third seed is of a decent, but they've been having a really bit of a bad time in Europe recently. So I would right. say get rid of some of the seeding. Um, and if I guess if you're, what you're saying is you can start the knockout competition earlier to make it a proper thing, or yeah. you go back to making it the Champions League and make it the champions. Like for what the whole Champions League was originally supposed to be destined for. Okay, okay, but then the problem with that would be let's take Spain for example. Real Madrid win the tournament one year, win the league one year. That means Barcelona's not in it. Barcelona not going to be happy. They're not going to sign off. If it's just for the Champions only, Barcelona don't win the league one year, and oh, Barcelona and Real Madrid don't win the league. Yeah, um, Atletico win the league. Yeah, they're going to be missing out on all that money. Atletico represents Spain. Ooh, that's a big call. That's a big call. I, I can't see Barcelona and because they want guaranteed checks. That's the whole. That's what it's all about. Yeah, they want guaranteed not, piece of the money. We're not trying to imitate what they're doing now. We're trying to come up with something different. If we were going to try and imitate wh- what they're doing now, mm. excuse me, um, I I would um, I would definitely allow um, promotion and relegation. Uh, into these groups, but you're basically creating a league from the get-go. 
they shouldn't be guaranteed money uh, at all um, and or guaranteed entry because AC Milan are just about to be done for breach of FIFA, uh, UEFA fair play, uh, um, financial fair play again for the second time. Like, how, right. how do they guarantee their spot in the bloody Champions League just because of what they did 20 years ago? Come on. And you can't guarantee them a place in there. That team is dogs. I mean, it's rubbish. Would, yeah, I agree. I would but want to see that. Just because they had a name, it's gone. Yes. But what, what their, what their, um, what their um, stance is, the fact that if we can guarantee the money of a piece of the pie, we can, get, we can buy the players that we need to become good. Yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. No. Um, that's not, that, that shouldn't be allowed. Because oh, we've had good European competition without doing that. Why do we need that now to create good European competition? I, that's what I don't understand. They're, they're saying, oh, we need that now so that we can, we can invest. Mate, if you ain't got the money, then get out of football. No, but about this, money. Okay, but this is this is this is the problem here. It's not about making a good footballing competition. They don't care about that. Okay, then, then the, just the, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. The the um the foreign own the foreign clubs Real Madrid, Barcelona, AC Milan, and one other who whoever you want to think of. Mainly the Europe club want to get that piece of this more of the coin, right? Yeah. And they're, they're frustrated at the fact that English clubs are making so much money. They're frustrated yeah, at that. And the only not, way they can catch up Europe. is if they... Okay, I know that. But the only way they can catch up is if um, they get more money from this or in this new lucrative league because their leagues are dead and they can't... They're, they're, they're trying to sell them... Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So the, they, can't, they can't get any more money from their leagues. So the only way to do it is if they join forces. The problem being... English clubs are now owned by American owners and foreign investors who then see it as you've got Americans on one side saying, well, we're, we're used to this. We're not used to this relegation thing. We, we like this format of the, the Super Bowl format. And, and when, you know, we're all collegially owned and we, we all share the money. We all get rich together. We all stay rich together. Are you gonna do so they're, they're, they're trying to bring that in. Are you going to do a European draft in all their sports? They do a draft system from college. Yeah, they'll, tr- yeah, they'll try and bring that in. Yeah, you wouldn't get that here. From what academy? Are you drafting players? What, from anybody? You're going to pull them all together? All these clubs it's are just... spending their money on their academies for themselves. That's, yeah, that's but then, you can't do that. But this is where um, their, their influence will come into the fact that, we're, okay, we can't do this, but the influence of the American and the foreign ownership, they will come in and go, right, we want to keep this money from going out of our hands and into the hands of the Leicesters. Sorry to tell you this, Dale, but the Tottenham's, the 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 lesser teams who, who venture into the Champions League every now and again. I can't afford to own Chelsea and be out of the Champions League. Even the Arsenal owners, I can't I can't afford to be out of the Champions League. I need to be back in this. Okay. How do I guarantee it? I've got I've got a fan base that's bigger than Leicester's whole entire um, guarantee it improve your what happened to striving to improve is all I can tell this, I'm, I'm, this is business I'm, I'm talking about business all business they, strive they, to improve you don't gerrymander your you don't gerrymander because you kill it and well, it's not impossible this is I think the, the problem with people they've gotten so used to the Premier League being uh, uh, the most watchable league that they don't think it's going to end. 
But there's no guarantee for that. No. And I don't... Uh, English football has been crap before, and it can go back to being that way. Do you know what I mean? It's, they take that for granted. And the same with the Champions League. It's been rubbish. But at the moment, a few teams are keeping it alive. What they need to do is spread that around a bit more. Not like go for, we need to get AC Milan back. We need to get Marseille back. We need to get... And let's face it, it's mainly Italian clubs that want this. I mean, yeah. But that's because their league is dying because it's rubbish. They need to speed up. It's so slow. And it's not. It's not that people slow are falling down. asleep. It's not. That, it's always been slow. No, no. no this it's is, always been slow. Not this. It's slow. always been slow. It's always been slow. It's always been slow. What I'm saying is, I'm such a fan. There are forty-year-olds who go into their leagues and think I can cope here. They've always had forty-year-olds. Berezi played for years. But what I'm saying is, the only oh, difference is they no longer have the money to attract the younger players to push up to hold up the league anymore or the top players they used to have. They no longer have the George Weirs, the, Pap- the Papans, the Rude Hullets, the Van Bastens. They don't have them in the league no more. Where before, they would have Suarez playing at Inter Milan. They'll have, um, they'll have Messi playing at Barcelona. Um, not Barcelona, sorry. They'll have him playing at Juventus. They don't well, have that no more. I don't, well, think that's the champ- I don't think that's the Champions League responsibility. That's your I mean, own league. Like, yeah. And I feel like you need to learn how to brand your league a little bit better or make your league more exciting. So, for example, yeah. if you look at the Germans now, they know yeah, that, yes, Bayern Munich walks that league or whatever, British Dortmund, all that kind of stuff. So what have they done? They've decided to go and get a whole group, a whole talent pool of young players coming in to try and make that league exciting again. So you've got all of these Sanchos, all of these guys that are making the league a little bit more exciting this year. Yeah? And for me, in Italy, you've got to now look at yourself and you've got to rebrand it. But that also comes down to a lot of things. You've also got to get your fans not to be racist. And, like, there's all yeah. of these kind of things. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if you're and your players, welcome, and your players, and your players not to be racist. You, you, but this is what I'm saying. And this way, you've got to look at it and say to yourself, okay, how do, I, how do we rebrand Italian football? If you yeah. look at it, look, okay, yes, it was 20-odd years ago, whatever, when they rebranded League One as the Premier League. Yeah? It took yeah. a bold mm-hmm. move for them to try and rebrand the whole thing. Italy have got to start doing that. Yeah, you've got to. How can you make your league more exciting? In one aspect, yes, getting them in Europe is one thing, but ultimately, your day to day is how do you make more people care about Juventus versus Calgary? Yeah, because I mean, how do more people get interested in that game? Yeah, yeah, so you've got to start saying to yourself, maybe you start getting some young players in, maybe you get, I don't know what it is, but you've got to do something. Yeah, it's not about saying we don't have money to compete so we can just buy the best players. Because your league is still not competitive. Um, and that's you can't how play do. your season just for Champions League. Well, that's what PSG do. Let's be let's be fair. Until until UEFA stamp out things like what's happening. Oh, sorry, the French Football Federation stamp out things of what's happening at PSG. Then, um, I don't think European clubs can be successful. With their leagues, it's not, it's not um, UEFA and Champions League that have caused the problem. It's the individual leagues involved. For example, you know what? What they should do is threaten Italy with, listen, we'll throw you out and give your places to Dutch football. 
because at least they've improved. Look at PSV and Ajax. They've made that league challenging. And there's some players that you want to look at in, in Dutch football. In fact, Freddie de Jong's now gone for 60 million. That guy, Dan, uh, De Litt or whatever, I don't know what his name is. And there's a couple of others who are moving on who've gone to um, German football or who've gone to <coughs> Spanish football. Who wants to go to um, um, Italian football? Nobody. They're still picking up um, um, without being rude to their nations, bandits from Central America. And they're not helping their leagues because nobody knows them. They don't have a buy into their league and they've just moved on. And they just get moved on. And until and this is it's all about the Italian league this is not about anybody else and it's their refusal to change and they're blaming everybody else it's UEFA's fault it's FIFA's fault it's everybody else's fault and what do they do when they have a spare 100 million they spend it on a 31 year old who's on the, who's on a downward spiral okay. sorry he scored, he scored a good, a nice goal against Ajax today, still. Yeah, he did. He did. It's one all now, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, well. uh, you know, Ajax have had a couple of chances. Sorry, but like that's they need to fix their league because there are other... Uh, and they need to stop the French league from, from collapsing into that cesspool of just... Is it Qatari money or whatever it is? Or Abu Dhabi money? Because that it's just killing that twenty points ahead with a game in hand. Twenty one points ahead now, sorry there. They're twenty one points ahead. League is dead. Everybody else is, is within five points. They are twenty one points ahead. For the fourth year in a row, I think it is now. Well, it's a it's a it's a it's a conundrum and we're soon gonna find out what the what the the big clubs in Europe have in mind um, and when they come out we'll, 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 I guess we'll discuss it then um, moving on we've got to put this, uh, we've got to have an opinion on this I guess so recently I've been watching a lot of football on TV on English TV and for, for for a good part the diversity on the panels have been improved has improved it's got um, different cultures in terms of black white hasn't got Asians yet but Did you say panel? Panels, yeah. The, okay, the, yeah. the, the panels. Yeah, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Um, they're showing more diversity than the stereotype old white English player that used to be there. Mm. So then, so now we've seen um, the increase of, of of black players coming on um, on into punditry. We've also seen um, um, the increase of of females. Now. I have no problem with that. I think they should should be there, but at the same point, there it's been a a one player, one pundit, I should say, that's been on nearly every show that is worth talking about, and it's not because she's got an unbelievable knowledge of of the game. It's because she fits a type that media want to push at the moment, and I feel a bit sorry for her. I think she's been used as a pawn in their game. And the person I'm talking about is Alex Scott. Nate, you might know her. She's an ex-Arsenal player. Yeah, I know her quite well. She's she's on every single channel. 
she's on she's on ITV, she's on she's on BBC One, she's on Sky, she's on all the English channels. And again, it's like it's not that she's on all, all these channels, but it's the fact that these these games are sometimes day after day. So she's doing commentary every single game. It's like how much can one person have an opinion on every single game? How can you be connected to every single game? Are you there as a person of knowledge and says he can have their opinion based on actual facts? Or are you just there as a token gesture to say, we've got a woman on, on the panel and she crosses the tick of being um, uh, um, of a racial colour that we don't normally have and she's female. So it's, it's a win-win for them. And I'm like, well, surely you should just pick somebody based on the fact that they're the best person for it and have women available to be up for that pick. Not have the same woman on every single show. Did you just call her a token? Yes. It's a token gesture. Okay, okay, okay. She's on too many shows to be like... Because a lot of the time, what I do it is whoever's playing, they pick two players who have affinity with both clubs and one um, intermediate who's just a, a happy face, a happy person. Somebody can get um, their opinion cr- across it in a, in a fun, in a fun way. And that's, so, not, so for example, at, um, at this May night game, they've got um, Rio Ferdinand, ex May United. They've also got um, um, Henrik Larsson, who's ex May United and ex Barcelona. And then to, to mix it up, they've got Owen Hargreaves, who is ex-Man United, but he's, he's, he's basically, he, he was born and raised in Germany and he's got a good opinion on, on the game. Now, that's a balance I can kind of understand where you're coming with. But when you have some of the, um, the panels on where it's a game, it's a Man United versus, um, I don't know, it'll be Man United versus Arsenal. They'll have, um, they'll have somebody like Rio Ferdinand, for Man United, they'll have uh, Ian Wright for um, for for Arsenal, and then you'll, on top of that, you'll have Alex Scott sitting there. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Day two comes along, you'll have Alex Scott again. It's this time it's Everton versus um, versus who Tottenham. They'll have Jamie Redknapp, who's allegedly a Tottenham fan. <laughs> I'm not too sure how much of it funny is, and then you'll have um, um, Paul Merson. So you, again, you've got Alex Scott in there, not as a person who's on the side of where she should be, which is and she's a bit of an Arsenal le- female legend, but she's there as this medium medium piece that kind of fits a demographic rather than so she's there for her knowledge. What's the question? What's the question? I'm. The question is, basically, is, is this the right thing? Is this what should be happening? Or should it be a case of, you know what, you get in where you can fit in, rather than we're going we're to force it no matter what? Who, who, who wants to take that deadly gun? <laughs> Try not to shoot yourself in the foot. Del, come on. You have an opinion on this? Uh, no, Nate's broken up here. <laughs> Don't dodge it. Look, we, we, we say how we feel on this. On, 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 I was on, about it. to speak. Don't go off, friend. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Say, we're, listening. we're listening. Floor's yours. Nate, 
Nate, have you lost your mic? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I was watching the handball there. Um, so I'm going first, I guess. All right. So do I think it's a good thing? Yes, I think it's a good thing. I think it's amazing that we are diversifying football and diversifying punditry the way that we should be by including people of all different cultures, races, genders, all of this is amazing. Um, okay, that's the political thing that if I need to play at work, that's the part that I play. Um, <laughs> I, okay, no. All right, okay. I do have a slight issue with it. Okay, Alex Scott, for want of a better word, she is a former player, she's a former pro that wants to go into punditry. So, yes, she is somebody that is willing to do a lot of these jobs. The problem is, is that Arsenal women were the best kind of women's football team for a long time. I know you've got a few of them coming up now, but no one's going to know who some of these players are. Alex Scott is a kind of player. She's played for England. She's played for Arsenal. She went to America. She came back. She's played for Arsenal. She's won numerous league titles, all the FA Cups, all that kind of stuff. So she is a big draw in the kind of female football world. Yeah. Yes, it is like overkill being on Sky, BBC, England duty, all of that. It is a bit of an overkill because you'd think there are some others. You could have Holt Powell. There's lots of other kind of players that you potentially you could have. Maybe they don't want to do it. Maybe they don't want to do punditry. Maybe they're having families. I don't know what it is. Yeah, But it's not just football. I mean, I watched the IPL today. The same thing. They had the female in the cricket studio. I watch, like, there's lots of different sports where I think they're kind of doing it. And I don't know if it's, like, some kind of gender equality quota that was happening in the summer where all of them have now said, to make us, to make it well, we're going to put a woman, we're just going to throw a woman in there. And mm. I feel like you shouldn't just do it because you want to kind of get a gender balance or you're trying to kind of fit a kind of certain, de- certain demographic or a crowd. It should be because you believe that she's good enough. Yeah, yeah. In saying that, I do think Alex Scott does talk some sense. So I no, do she does. She has some warrant. Yeah, so I, I think she definitely warrants her being there in the same way that I can't remember her name. Remember, there used to be a woman that used to be on Sky Sports News that used to be everywhere. I can't remember what her name is. Yeah, Kirsty Gallagher. But she, Kirsty Gallagher. All of those, like I, I'm fully for it. Yeah, I'm fully 110 percent behind it. But I don't want to. I don't want it to just be done just for the sake of your ticking a box. Is more what it's about. And I feel sometimes at the moment it's a slight overkill and I feel like you're just doing it to tick a box. Yeah. Okay. Del, what have you got? Um, my view on this uh, uh, attitude or this seemingly new attitude is it's welcome uh, as a bit of uh, a diversification. Of, of what we get, which is representing what's in football. Um, my own, my only worry is that now they're becoming because you're a woman. It's like, can you do this program? Why? <sighs> we need some diversity, and that's the only reason why they're doing it. Not because you know what you'd be very good at this. You've got a lot of knowledge at football, or you've got a, a lot of knowledge about. Because what if you? How much knowledge would she have of the Premier League? That's my problem. There now, 
don't get me wrong, you can say, oh, she hasn't, how is she going to get any knowledge unless she does these shows? Yeah, cool, great. Do some of these shows, not every freaking one of them. I mean, she's on everything. She's on the FA Cup. She's on the Premier League. She's on England. You played women's football. You didn't play men's football. You didn't play, participate in the Premier League. You're not going to have much knowledge of that product. That's my only thing. You can gain it over a period of time, mm-hmm. granted, and put her in there to gain that experience over a period of time so that in two or three years' time, she can be on every show because she's done her time. And that's it. That's the only thing that I have. Not now. Just get a woman. Oh, we need a woman, let's. Let's get someone in there. Oh, I know this great one. Oh, I saw her on the TV last night. Oh, wasn't she on the TV last night? Oh, yeah, so right. put her in Alex Scott. She knows what she's talking about. And then all of a sudden, all you see is Alex Scott. Like, Alex Scott is the face of football. There has been no other female footballer other than Alex Scott who could opine about football. And you know what? You are going to get some... Let's, let's, let's be honest. You are going to get some that are challenging in the visual department, right? But then that's the same with the guys. Jamie Carragher is no oil painting. <laughs> you listen to him because he's a guy. Jolien Lescott, he looks like he's he's that he's that brother that you leave in the cupboard. Do you know what I mean? But he's on there because he can talk about football. We will get there. We will get there with women represented in football in the Premier League. You just don't have to get there to date. Okay. Okay. You know I mean? well, well, I, sorry. Well, it's all right. Um, our fans are watching the game too, probably, so they're probably hearing exactly what we're saying. Right, let's go on. Well, he missed it. should have gone far post. Um, <laughs> what I would say is that, yeah, we, we, we touch these subjects because this is what we do. We're uncensored and we're not, we shouldn't be afraid of any subject that comes up. And it is a big subject. And, you know, we, we could be criticised for our views on it, but our views are our views. And they're just opinion-based. And so it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, as for that, we'll, we'll just, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um... Uh, by the way, I must stress, there's nothing against uh, female participation, especially in punditry. Anybody that takes away from Jamie Redknapp has got my, has got my vote, to be fair. Um, that guy talks more nonsense than anybody, but he he opines on what he was a part of. Do you know what I mean? And that's why he has greater knowledge. So, well, he doesn't have any knowledge, but like that's why he should have greater knowledge. Well, they, maybe there will come a day when there's a there's a female player playing amongst um, these men. I somewhat doubt it, but with advancements, it might be. They're gonna, they they're, they're gonna break. Sports, though. Let me finish. I'm talking about it, like a player, a female player, player for Man United with um, Marcus Rashford. There may come a day when that, this happens. I don't know, but, but until then, we'll see um, more punditry come, uh, more pundits coming from the, the female sport and talking about which, if, which in effect is the same sport, just played um, across different two gen- genders. That's about it. That's the only real main difference between the two sports. So I guess that's where they can say they feel they can talk about things because it's the game, same game they're playing. 
But saying that, I guess we should go off and enjoy the rest of this this game and and see if Smalling can redeem himself. I somehow right. doubt it. He's been playing boxing with uh, Lionel Messi at the minute. Uh, <laughs> if there's a kick that he could give him, he's giving it to him. Yeah. If there's a slide dig he could give him, he's giving it to him. Uh, I think that's just been his that's been his mental way of getting through this game actually, and. It makes him look, it's funny actually, it makes him look worse than he actually is. He's a better defender than that. No, he's look, I'm really bad. He's, he's, he, all he's doing is kicking one of the best players ever to have played the game. Yeah. See what I mean, that, that's, all it, that, that's what it looks like he's doing. Oh, and now he's just kicked worse. For, for, <laughs> maybe he wanted to balance that up. I, I, I've never liked Smalling, to be honest. He, he, he's a very lucky individual that somebody picked him up from non-league football. But there's a million and one Smallings out there who, who feel they could have um, played at a high level but didn't. And he, he's fortunate to be in a situation where he's at one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he should hang on for dear life because he is Bambi or nice. The bigger question today would have been, and what we could have had, was Lukaku. What about Lukaku? Fat track bully or just a fat track? Um, I would say flat track bully. Um, because he's what, just been substituted. Sorry, he's just been substituted. Yeah, but I mean, look happy. That's because he, he knows he's off in the summer. That's right. <laughs> like he knows he does, he's not wanted. He's not going to play. I don't know. I, I don't think he's going. I think he's staying. I think he's staying. Yeah, I think he's staying as well. I, I, yeah, where's he going to go from there? Look, the same Italian clubs that you're talking about need younger players. Nah, the Lukaku's nah. He would have a field day running against a forty-year-old. Lukaku knows where his bread is buttered. He's not going anywhere. Man. He would have a field day there, but he's not going. Oh, Jimba, uh, Jimba, Jimba. Sorry, Fred just made a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Fred. Sorry, I was with him. Um, uh, he got no better place to go, and nobody's going to want to pay him the money that United are now paying him. You said, you just said, you just said, you spent a, a whole hour here talking about how Italian clubs need to pay younger players. Yeah, he's a he younger player who's available. May United do not need him or want him. They know what they gained. Okay, which club would he go to in Italy? Who's got the money? Uh, Inter Milan. They're not going to win the league anytime soon. Why's he going there? I didn't say they're going to win the league. I just said, like, he's going to. It wouldn't leap off the chart for him to sign there. He just needs to go somewhere. As he said, flat track bully, play somewhere where he can look, look like he's the world's best striker. And really, nah, I feel like you are like, giving Lukaku the service. Lukaku is a good striker. He puts he he's he's got numbers consistently in the Premier League, man. Consistently, so I mean, even now he's up there in the goal scoring records for United. Like he's a decent striker. It's no. just that what it is, I don't think United play to his strengths. They don't, but that's what I'm saying. He isn't like their their number one thing is keep Rashford at all costs. Keeper Rashford means he needs to play as the number nine. He's a decent striker. He's not a decent striker. Um, he uses his attributes very well, but he is deficient in one vital aspect. His finishing. 
It's finished. No, no I disagree with that. Finishing. His finishing is not. And I give you this. Was it this season? Uh, yeah, one on one against Tottenham. He went round the goalkeeper and missed an open net. Yeah, but that could happen to anyone. Though I, I can't, I can't say he's finishing. I can't say he's finishing because his goal record will t- will tell you different. He's if if you look from when he first played. Yeah, um, his first game in the Premier League to now, like only, to only two strikers, that. only two strikers have scored more goals than him. <clears throat> Sorry, Sorry is it? since his debut in the in the Premier League, only two strikers have scored more goals than him in the Premier League. That can't be. That can't be fact. Oh, you mean because Suarez left? I'm saying in, in uh, because Suarez left. left. Yeah, there's okay. Only two, there's only two strikers. Uh, Suarez left. In, Andy Cole retired. What else? Andy Cole, man. Andy Cole. <laughs> Cole, man. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> See, I'm like, Ooh, sorry, when did he make his, when did he, when did he begin his career in the Premier League? I'm not having that stat. That's just a nonsense freaking stat. When, when did he make his career in the Premier League? Oh, yeah, sorry. Drogba retired. Tyrion re-retired. <laughs> Moved on. Only two strikers have scored more goals. This does nonsense stat. Come on. He's not that good. Period. No, I, I'm, he ain't. I'm guaranteeing him for player. He isn't. Chelsea would take him back in a heartbeat. That's yep. because they 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 live off destroying strikers. That's their. That's how they get their rocks off for some reason. Nobody goes there and is any good. He went there. It wasn't any good. No, I don't think it's not that he wasn't any good. I I, <laughs> I generally I've got faith in the Kaku. I've got faith in him. I think he. he think, I think he's. I think he's decent. He's done a good job when he needs to. Maybe United is one step too far. But I know if he was at Everton again, well, he was pulling numbers in last week. He was pulling numbers in at Everton, man. I think you're right in terms of United don't play to his strengths. And the Everton thing is key. And where else was he good? West Brom is West key. Brom. You know what, what that would make him? His next club should be then a Tottenham if he wants to play at the top. Because they direct things through one striker. Those other clubs that he's um, been at have directed things through him, and that's where his um, that's where his goal scoring numbers, as you as you say, are of a decent level. I wouldn't say they're good, but they're of a decent level. Um, he's still, for me, he's just a fat track bully. He's just using his and as. The game develops where you're barely able to uh, touch a player these days before they go down. He's gonna his stats are gonna drop off for the young guy that he is. He needs and I get, give him his due. He does put in effort in a game. He puts in effort. He puts in work. I'll give him that. He works at a, at his game more so than um, the other guy that we were talking about previously. Um, Theo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Wally. He puts in that effort and and has developed himself because basically when he first came he was something different than what he is now, and you can see that. But I just don't think he's, um, I don't think he's United material. Ah, Smalling with a foul on Suarez. There's a shock. We'll be back again next week, same same place, same channel, and um, yeah, speak to you soon. All right, see you later. Big game, Jesse. Just come on up. Gonna go watch the game. Now, <laughs> Wait for, his dancing, wait for his next dancing moves. <laughs> yeah. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. 
We'll be back again next week, providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back providing you with great content.